This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Happy Monday, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your afternoon. We always appreciate it. Big day in Jazzland today, Gordon. Mike Conley and uh, Bojan Bogdanovic officially introduced to the media. Of course, we've known about those moves for a little while, but the way the NBA moves. Um, and actually, I heard somebody uh, kind of in the know describe how this works, where the NBA offices just have a stack of uh, transactions that they have to approve sitting on a desk <laughs> somewhere, and they they kind of get through them at their own pace. And finally, these moves, of course, were approved, and the Jazz got to go ahead to go ahead and uh, and make it official. The Derek Favors trade also becoming official, and uh, we get a chance to to really hear from these guys uh, in a. I'm using the word official a lot, but official capacity for the first time, officially official, official. Well, it, it does seem like a time warp, doesn't it? Like, okay, wait, wait, we I, we already know this. Oh, wait, it's not official. Well, we saw how, we saw how that can bite teams. What was that? Four years ago? Five years ago? The uh, DeAndre Jordan fiasco with the Mavericks? Oh uh, yeah, where it was done and uh-huh. uh, and ready to go, and then the the Clippers kidnapped him, and <laughs> all of a sudden the the info- Mark Cuban was driving around Dallas, uh, calling for the address of where they were. Uh, you remember that fiasco? DeAndre! <laughs> DeAndre! <laughs> and then. A- Mark Cuban denied those reports and said, "I sign his checks. I know, I know where he lives. I've got yeah, the that's his burner house. Got the, the burner house. <laughs> um, but yes, the, the they uh, talked to the media today, and uh, Adrian Wojnarowski had both Conley and Justin Zanuck on his podcast. So should we play a, a few yeah. clips from this? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get to know these guys. Let's start with Mike Conley. Um, here's him talking to Woj about how he's been rejuvenated by this trade." Yeah, I mean, all of that right now has is, is just been um, a little shot in the arm, you know, in a sense, like, I have a, I have another, it's like another chance, you know, and um, knowing what I'm coming into with the organization, uh, the culture, the the players, um, like you said, Donovan, Rudy, Joe Ingles, I mean, Bogey, we go down the list, we have a really a deep team, and um it's just an exciting feeling to know that that's what I'm walking into. And the city's excited to have me, you know, it's not, you could easily have been traded anywhere else and, you know, them not really want you or think there's a bad deal or whatever. And you're just fighting that fight the whole time. But, you know, Salt Lake city has embraced me from since the trade happened. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's a fun, fun time for me. I feel like I feel revitalized. I feel like I have a lot of energy, just ready, ready and anxious to get things started. Okay, Austin made a good point in our ear there when we were listening to that clip. Uh, he has a great voice. He, he should be he should be reading a book on tape. Yeah, I, I could, could I could hear that. I could listen to that voice yeah, yeah, all yeah, day long. Arm, you know, in Seriously. a sense, like I have a I have another it's like another chance. You know, yeah, very nice. But it, that, that feels genuine to me. And and you look at what the Jazz are doing, the pieces they're moving together. Players know. Players can see. You know what the front office is doing, and I I can understand why he feels a little bit rejuvenated. And I'll refer to a clip we played in the four o'clock hour where he talked about how he hasn't really had that the past couple of years. And I'm sure that he's excited to be a part of a team that certainly has a ton of potential yeah. to to make a run and and to make an impact. And and I think you can I think you can tell that he's enthused about it. These guys know the other teams because they compete against them. You know, and then like you said, he sees the moves they make, he sees how motivated they are and he's a part of that. He goes, 
that feels pretty good. And then you come to the city and people embrace you. People, uh, I can just, you can imagine what Mike Conley hears when he walks around town. Oh, yeah. Well, I, uh, you know, when they took him up to the Capitol when yeah. he was visiting, I, I guess he already fans were, were all, you know, not all over him, but uh, fans were all coming up to him and recognized him. And he's, he's already made a presence here in this market. And people are excited about it. And should be. He's, he's a really good player. He's just what the Jazz need. And by all accounts, he's a great guy. He's going to be a great fit in the locker room, a great fit in the community. His family's already out here. In fact, they're still here right now, even though he's down in Vegas getting settled. And he seems to be a, a family guy, which is, of course, uh, very important to, uh, well, we, I consider us a family culture around here, right? I mean, supposedly it looks like somebody would fit right in. When you meet him, are you going to say, hey, Mike, will you read this book to me? I might. Doesn't that voice sound like? In it's fact, a let's play voice. another clip. Yeah, this guy has a, this guy has a voice. Uh, here's melodious. Him, is that the word? That works. Here's him talking about uh, what his conversations with Quinn Snyder have been like. Oh, it's been great. You know, it's it's ironic. I thought I knew a lot about the game. I thought I you know have been around and seen everything, but I learned some every every conversation I have with him, and he's not afraid to just blurt out plays or actions or things he wants me to be prepared for or work on um, to help make the team better and I mean I love that I mean I it's it's rare for me to to have that kind of interaction uh, with anyone and and he's kind of had that from you know only gotten to be around each other literally officially for a day so um, it's it's uh it's it's cool man to really know that uh you know we have a guy like that at the helm that's going to break down film with you break down you know your your flaws to help you become the best player you can be in order to help the team here mike here's a copy of treasure island will you please read that to me seriously i'd listen to a book uh narrated or i guess uh read uh read by him uh how about that it kind of funny there he's like every time i talk to Quinn snyder implying that it's been quite a bit and then it's him saying well actually i've just been uh, known him for uh, officially for about a day. <laughs> <laughs> Gotten to be around each other literally officially for a day. So <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But I'm sure that Coach Schneider over that 24 hour period. Sure. A Coach Snyder impersonator was talking to him before now, and now it's actually Coach Snyder. Because knowing what we do about Coach Snyder, can't you see the, the gears in his mind oh, yeah. just, just churning no and him spitting ideas Mike Conley's oh, yeah. way? And you um, know, certain players, I don't want to say all players, because certain players are more nuts and bolts than others, but a, but a player like Mike, it seems like he'd just eat that stuff up. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, how are you going to make me better? What positions are you going to put me in? And if, if, if a coach can bring new stuff to a player who's been in the NBA for 11 years. You better believe it. Officially. That's, <laughs> that's got to be impressive. You know, every time I talk to the guy going back uh, oh, uh, <clears throat> about uh, 18, 19 hours now. <laughs> oh, you said <laughs> Quinn Snyder. I don't... <laughs> that's funny. I didn't catch that the first time I heard Officially. It. Officially uh, about a day now. <clears throat> been talking to him for months. Yeah, I've been talking to him for a while. But officially <laughs> only for a few hours. Officially. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's going to Quinn, – Quinn's got new clay in his hands. He does. Oh. I'm excited to see it. I, I mean, even I, I'm, I'm even excited for the first preseason game just to get a glimpse of it. 
You know, I'm excited to see what Quinn Snyder can do with a point guard like that and what a point guard like that can do with what Quinn Snyder gives him because it could be a lot of fun. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, Quinn, Quinn took that big old hunk of clay, threw it down on the potter's wheel, and added a little water and just started going. If this gonna... is a Patrick Swayze to me more thing, I'm going to be really <laughs> upset. <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that. Good, because I thought for sure that's where you were going. This doesn't help. Officially. Officially about a day now. But he's going to go ahead and help me mold this pot. Have you ever worked worked a potter's wheel? No. Never done that? No. Not even an art class or anything like that? Not with... Whoopi Goldberg uh, caressing my hands either. That <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> uh, have you? Uh, no, I can't say that I have, but I'll say I will. Well, I have. I thought that was a part of the curriculum. Didn't you have that in your art class, or was that just back in the uh, in the uh, early uh, 18th century? Maybe early 18th. The only thing right I... around when the airports were defended. <laughs> the only thing I know about kids who took pottery is they always seem to make and get away with uh, making drug paraphernalia. I always thought, like, how dumb could these teachers be? Like, hey, look what I made in pottery class, and it's like, really? Was it pottery class or was it pot class? <laughs> what did What did you tell the the teacher that was? Oh, I don't know, just a vase or something. <sighs> Didn't you have that same observation uh, about high school, Austin? Yeah, that's why I uh, didn't do so well in those classes. I didn't have A, the the uh, admission it took to get in, and B, I didn't know what I was doing. Did, didn't know how to make proper drug paraphernalia. Didn't did they make? Fun? I thought it was an Xbox card. Didn't they make fun of like the whole ghost scene when uh, in uh, that wasn't it the. Uh it was the naked gun? Naked gun. Yeah. Huh? And they got like their feet. <laughs> their feet. Their feet on the potter's wheel. That's well, what that's called, right? A potter's wheel? It is. It is? I, I believe. I had a lot of fun with the potter's wheel. Oh, terrific. No, let's, I did. It's fun making pots. Let's move on to the next clip <laughs> from Mike Conley. Here's him talking about what combination. You put marbles in there. You can do all kinds of different things. He thinks it, he know? can flowers. be flowers. Donovan Mitchell. Uh, well, just in com- uh, conversations with Quinn and me sleeping at night, visualizing it and stuff like that, it looks like the paint will be wide open for him. Um, and honestly, I think a lot of it will take the pressure off him having to handle the ball as much as he had to do and have to be so um, you know heroic in a lot of moves he had to make because um, it does get tiring as the season goes on and wears on you. But having the the type of system you know that coach Quinn implements and and the way the culture there in at Utah is is the ball's going to move guys are going to get wide open looks um so you know we're preparing for him to sit in the corner sometimes and and just make a shot like that's for a superstar player that's like a great thing to have is to to rest somebody make a play for you you got Rudy going to the rim and you got to make a decision on what you're going to do you know Chuck Rudy or leave one of Donovan, Joe, or Bogey, or myself open for three, and, and that's going to be hard to guard. He's right on the money. He is right on the money. Imagine Donovan with a little room to work. I mean, oh, how many yeah. times did we see him beat his guy only to run into two guys uh, right in his way? It, there was, it never happened where he had a teammate that would clean up for him right. or, or take the pressure off him. No. Who, who? Who on that team could do that? Not Ricky Rubio. Nope. I mean, uh, we love him, but not Derek Favors. Uh, and even not Joe Ingles. 
Donovan uh, was a was a one man show. We we saw that in the Houston series. Really, yeah. both years yeah, we saw really that in the Houston series. There. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't do that to this Jazz team anymore. And Donovan's going to be able to utilize, just like Mike was talking about there, he's going to be able to utilize the opportunities that, that are created by just the fact that Mike Conley has the ball in his yeah, hands. Agree. All right, let's move on to a couple clips from uh, Justin Zanuck. Do you think that Mike, uh, should we invite him? Do you think if you, if you and I spend a day with Mike Conley, we could maybe welcome him to Utah, welcome him to the city, and uh, make him feel even better about being here? Where are you going with where this? Where would we take him? What would we show him? What, what you is and he? me? Yeah. Oh man, we're we're merely the, the, the you know the tourist uh, guides. But what 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 does he need to see? What does he need to know about Utah? I'd take him to shoot the tube by Suicide Rock. <laughs> That's the first thing that comes to uh, mind. Yeah, absolutely. You take him to Park City or something, don't you? What's what's around here? Yeah, Austin would take him out to the this, the. Uh, the uh, Golden Spike Monument. Austin, take him to see the Laytones. Yeah, both of those would be worthy of his where, time. Where would you take him? Uh, who were we talking about? Mike Conley? Yeah. I know he's a church-going fella. Maybe I'd show him all the cool churches downtown. Take him up skiing at Snowbird. They're still open, right? Wait a minute. Well, right now? Yeah. They're still open? I think so. They were on the 4th. I know, but that was... Was that something uh, special? You didn't like my answer, huh? Glad I played along. <laughs> Let's get to Zanuck. Okay, Austin. I you, think you, there's all. You don't bring Mike Conley in and then take him to show him shirts. Oh, we take him to shoot the tube. <laughs> That's what we do. Go down a sewer grate. Yeah, but have see, you ever shot the tube? You take, you take no, him, I'm a good boy. You take him. You take him to churches, and now you're you're continuing sort of a stereotype here. What? You got to do something. Different. Shouldn't we do something he's interested in? Like shooting the tube. Who's not interested in <laughs> well, that? That's a point. Everyone he, except criminals. He doesn't know what he's interested in. That's why we're here to show him. Sheesh. Is shooting the tube, is that dangerous? It's illegal. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Maybe you can't read at Skyline High School. Maybe they don't teach that, but no trespassing, keep out. I think all away. my kids have done it. I'm sure they have. It's kind of like a rite of passage for everybody around they here. should have gone to church more. Okay, let's move on to Justin Zanuck. Here's uh, Justin talking with Woj about uh, how they feel that their championship window is open. I think there's always, every season's different. I mean, 12 months ago versus right now, how much change has been in the NBA. I think you always try to feel the most competitive team for uh, for that year or for that two years or three years. Team building, frankly, has become very short now. Um partly because of the short-term contracts now that are three and four years, you know, a few that are five. Um, just the changing nature of the NBA that you really have these windows to compete. I think we've, we've been in a window over the last, uh, since uh, the rebuild that we started in 2013 and 14. You know, we've been a competitive team. Uh, is there a larger opening? Um, possibly just because... It's it's been spread out of around seven, eight, nine, ten teams in the Western Conference. Uh, Golden State has obviously been the clear favorite for the last four or five years. Um, but again, we're all every year we're trying to compete and uh, build the best team that we can. I think just the opportunities were able to come together, and we were able to convert on them this year to really give ourselves a shot. And uh, we embrace that, and we're excited to get started. 
All right. He's excited to get started as well. You know what's interesting, I, I think he said right there, is is the shorter-term contracts have adjusted the building process a little bit. You know, it's less of a process now because things are so much more short-term. It almost yeah. encourages you to, to go for it because you don't really have the opportunity. I mean, remember when the Jazz signed Andre Karolinko? Um, it, it was, that was a six-year deal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you had that player under your control for a long time. I mean, even even looking at the Paul George uh, situation where he forced his way out of Oklahoma City, you know, he has only three years left on his deal. So you're saying that the players essentially, free agents or others, would say how bad could it be? Right. Well, I mean, it's just, just you're not going to be locked down all that long. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the only players that are really locked down for an extended period of time are rookies, where it still takes you really seven years to get through the process. Other than that... You know, it's even long-term deals or short-term deals in the NBA now. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, Mike Conley has two years left on his, on his deal, and that might as well be an eternity. See, I like that kind of flexibility because it, uh, for all the things you just mentioned and players, it loosens things up a little bit. And players are interested in seeing how it goes. And if it goes well, it goes well. If it doesn't, then okay, it's not that punitive, Fishy. right? And it's really important for the Jazz to have a big year right away. They need to make hay while they can, you know. They need to they need to get to those Western Conference Finals this year because financial restriction is coming their way. All right, let's get to one more clip, and then I have something that I just learned. All right, it put a smile on your face, whatever it was. Well, it, this is unbelievable but uh let's let's go with this here's Zanuck saying uh how delicate roster decisions can be for a small market team like the jazz we had a very good team the last couple years um you know the the miller miller family has given us great support Uh, our facilities are great and uh have high character guys um but the playoffs uh showed us kind of where we stood um every team has uh things they they need to improve on or or weaknesses or flaws but we felt like we had a really good foundation uh with with donovan and rudy um especially our defensively we're a top three defense the last few years and could we maintain that while also um becoming more balanced on the other end of the floor we made a few transactions last year uh that did help our offense um but to be championship competitive ideally you need to be in the top five in offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency and at least top 10 in both. Uh, we were just outside that after we made the trade for Kyle Korver last year. Um, but being able to convert that, the playoffs are a whole different animal. So we felt like we just needed to be more balanced on offense and uh, while still uh, hopefully maintaining the defense and our defensive integrity, that's you know what Dennis has, has built here in Utah for us is the – defenses first and discipline and then developing our players so hopefully this mix of players will add spacing and um, mentorship from mike to our young group uh, leadership and you know matchup problems for other teams now that's all on paper right now we still have to it's a new group and you know quinn will do a great job integrating that group and uh, we've, we're adding some high-character guys that want to get in here and work and, and get to know our, our group, and so we're excited about that. All right, so that was a, a little bit of a, of a different clip than we threw to, but I, uh, I think it, one thing that stood out there is can the Jazz be a top-five defensive and offensive team with these moves? Is it possible? 
Uh, well, I guess it is. I absolutely think it is. Do you is. think that the defense has been compromised to the point where it's really going to lag that much? No. I, I mean, if it falls out of the top five, it's not falling out by much. Ed Davis is, is a great player to put into this mix on that second unit. I agree. I mean, he, he may be a better uh, – uh, well, tell me if you think I'm wrong. Is he a better defender than Derek Favors? Um, I'm going to say no, but they're very similar. He's a rebounding machine. He is. And maybe it's sixes. It's 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 close enough that he is a terrific replacement as uh, uh, for Derek Favors as the backup center on right. this roster. Right. He's not the offensive player, but he he does some things really not well at the other end. And they're not going to need him to play offense, frankly. They're going to need him to be a rim protector when Rudy Gobert isn't on the floor. Yeah. All right, one more real quick from Zanuck. Let's go to that delicate roster decisions for a small market team. Take your time. <laughs> I think for for us, um, we have a you know again because the contracts are, are shorter these days that you're you're again operating on two different levels. You're operating for putting the best team together for this year to compete uh, contract length and being able to operate on a second level of, you know, team building now and going forward. Um, you prepare everything that you give yourself the best opportunity now, but also not sacrifice the long-term um, stability of the franchise. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just a bunch of moving parts going forward. So, the parts that we can control right now are, you know, the, the team that we've put together and then looking for a vision for the future of how we can continue to add pieces to this team and compete. That's exactly what we've talked about for a long time, Gordon. You, you, you need to be aggressive and you need to make moves, but they got to be the right ones because yep. you're in a small market team and you don't exactly have the flexibility to make big time mistakes. I, I think that's really interesting what Justin said right there. You can't do what the Lakers did and suck for six years and or for four or five years and then wave a magic wand and then you have right. LeBron and then wave another magic wand and you have Anthony Davis. It's just, it doesn't work that way. No, that's that's uh, the privileged few that can make up for their dumb mistakes like that. And the Jazz uh, have to be have to be smarter. All right, it's not fair, but it's. The way it is. All right, real quick here. We were talking about what you would take Mike Conley to do to show him around the Salt mm-hmm. Lake City and yeah. the market and uh-huh. get to know us. Yeah. Uh, living in Salt Lake tweets at us. He says, I'd take him to Zakistan. Google it. LOL. So that's exactly what I did. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Because I've never heard of Zakistan. Okay. Says Zakistan, officially the Republic of Zakistan, is a micro nation in Box Elder County created in 2005 by self declared president Zach Landsberg. Landsberg pays property taxes on the land, which has no residents or buildings on it, although he has installed monuments and a border patrol gate. The country grants citizenship for free to anyone who asks for it, with the option of a, obtaining a passport for a suggested $50 fee. We have five national parks in the state of Utah, and we're, that's what we're opting for? Wait, but you can just do that? You can just declare an independent nation? Well, that, he can, that you he can, can declare, do that? He can declare it all day long. It doesn't make it real. He made a flag. There's a flag. Well, the official flag, flag yeah, of, of Zakistan. And a seal. But it's not There real. is a seal. 
And he's not. He doesn't even live there. He lives you in Brooklyn. Make, you can make a flag and stick it near a roof and, and call it. Uh, Glad you said roof. <laughs> call it Scottsville. I don't know. Uh, Landsberg uh, is a sculptor who lives in Brooklyn. Bought the property in July of 2005 for six hundred and ten dollars. Uh, let's see. It has been described as being two or four acres. The nearest town is Mona, let, let's see, Montello, Nevada, about 60 miles away. Can't we do better than that with Mike Conley? We've got our own micro nation say, in this we say, state. Hey, Mike, this is a great place to live. And to prove it, we're going to take you to Zakistan. Let's cruise on down to Zakistan. Check out some monuments and a border patrol gate. Jeez, <laughs> I've already frightened him. What kind of nuts live here? I didn't know that you could do that. Austin, let's uh, let's pool our resources and buy some sort of compound and declare ourselves an independent nation. I mean, for less than $1,000, I think the three of us could buy a, a, uh, the big showland somewhere here in I the like state. that idea. Hmm. All right. Gordon, we're going to need your financial backing here. <laughs> now, it seems like it's not real prime real estate that they're offering up to these independent nations. They but have a gate? Come on. <laughs> it's by Montello, Nevada. 60 miles away. A gate? Like a, you mean like a, like a, like a, like some sort of like a gate to a corral? I don't know. I haven't seen the a gate. A rusty gate. It's just this, this, this creaky thing. He installed monuments and a border patrol gate. Hmm. Zakistan. We can do better than this. What's the, what's the tourist attraction around here? Come on. Yeah, my church answer doesn't sound so bad now, does it? <laughs> uh, take him to the zoo. Austin's taking him to Temple Square. I mean, what, what no, else? I meant like the cool churches downtown. There's a hundred of them. All right, so what What else? Not the Fifth Ward. <laughs> you can see take, one of those on every corner. The, take him to the gym. Huh? The gym? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we, I mean I'd, I'd probably take him up in the mountains. Show them around. It's a beautiful country. Maybe drive around the Alpine Loop or whatever. You ever had another guy take you up in the mountains to just show you around? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a little creepy, doesn't I'd it? I'd rather go to Zakistan. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Take him down the uh, the Alpine Slide up there in Park City. Alpine Slide. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Or the zip line Take him over there. to Main Street. Do a little shopping. Yeah, exactly. He was the highest paid player in the NBA for a while. He was. Got to have some cash. Want to remind you about our friends at Ivory Homes. As Utah's number one home builder, Ivory Homes brings experience, quality, and design to every home and community they build. Learn more at ivoryhomes.com. We'll have more big shows straight ahead. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We come on this loop, John B. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Did you hear the story that Tiger Woods is preparing for the Open Championship by waking up at 1 a.m.? I did see that. And recording some weird video where he looks strange. I wonder if that works. I mean, do you really have to get acclimated like that in order to play well? Um, hey, whatever. Jet lag? Whatever you got to do to get there, right? Hmm. Whatever you got to do to uh, get yourself in the right uh, position. Whatever. All right. Thanks for mentioning that. 
No, I just saw that story earlier today, and I thought, I thought, does that really work? Does that help you? I have no idea. We'll see how Tiger does. Mm. want to remind you to listen this Wednesday for your chance to uh, win tickets to Shinedown. Shinedown will be out on the road this summer in support of their latest album, Attention, Attention. Come out and rock with them and special guests Bad Flower, Dinosaur Pile Up, and Broken Hands on July 18th at USANA Amphitheater. Tickets on sale now. Purchase your tickets at LiveNation.com or simply uh, listen this Wednesday. Um, as uh, we give tickets away all day long, Gordon. I also saw a headline that said that Kyle Kuzma was uh, spent the Fourth of July on a yacht with uh, Kendall Jenner. I saw that as well, and the first thing I thought to myself is, "Is it really a wonder why these uh, players want to go play in Los Angeles?" <laughs> is, I mean, that, is that the key right there? Well, it's a it's a lifestyle thing, right? Okay. All right. Well, yeah, you don't have an ocean to go sailing on, and Chicago, I guess you'd go on or Lake Michigan or something. Well, is is Kendall Jenner flying out here to take a sloop huh? <laughs> around uh, the Great Salt Lake? Probably not. No. I don't know. you got some Hollywood types that hang out around these parts. Although a sloop might be kind of big for the Great Salt Lake. You could, you could, you could, you could float around on a, in a hot air balloon. You could. That's true. If, if, that, if that sounds good to you. Great point there, Gordon. <laughs> give me, uh, give Gordon, who's your winner of the offseason? Well, uh, give me a couple because it's probably hands down the Clippers. Yeah, right? Clippers, the uh, the Nets, and the Jazz. The, those, That's the way I would go. Those, And I'm not even naming them in order. Uh, I guess some people could say the Lakers, but uh, they're on down the list a little ways. Think Anybody the, I'm forgetting? Think about the Lakers. They did give up a lot for Anthony Davis, but then they did get Anthony Davis. So I, I think you could certainly put them on that list. You look, the at, Nets? you look at the odds out of Vegas, and they have – I saw one ranking where the Lakers uh, in the power rankings that they do right now are have gone up 17 places. Is that a surprise? No, I'm just saying this is a reflection of uh, positivity in the offseason. I'm not so sure the Nets are as big a winners as everybody thinks. Well, it all depends on how how uh, Kevin Durant heals up. If he heals up and he's Kevin Durant again, it's going to be easy f- to forget this next year. I have doubts about Kyrie Irving, though, as well. And I don't think Kevin Durant comes back the same player. Now, that, that doesn't mean that he's not a top 10 player in the NBA. But I don't know if he's going to be returning a top three player in the NBA. Mm. And Kyrie Irving, I'm not convinced the greatest. I'm not. If he's your number one, I don't know how far you're going. Yeah, he had a team around him in Boston. Uh, I mean, that was a squad. There's a ton of talent around him. There is no reason whatsoever why Boston shouldn't have been representing the Eastern Conference in the finals last year. None. Okay. And so. he could not put it together, and he actually detracted from that team, not yeah. add to it. Yeah. And I've thought about that because I've seen projections of uh, Brooklyn being really good this next year, and I'm not sure I'm buying it. I mean, I, I know that team made some progress, but I think that they'll, they'll be terrific two years from now. I, I do think that's going to be – a, a nice season for the Nets. But, Two years from now. Yeah, when Kevin Durant gets back. But not yeah. if not if he's still hurt. I mean, that's that's a tough injury to come back from. But so I, I, I would say yeah, I say Clippers, 
Lakers and Jazz all all in there. And I think those are the three clearest winners. Am I forgetting anybody? No. I mean, there are other teams that made moves, but other teams that I, – I mean, like I, I think – that Denver has a got a W with this Jeremy Grant deal yeah. that went down today, but I don't know if I throw can them in. I defend four positions. And he can shoot. Yeah. So I, but I don't know if that puts them in the winner category for me. Okay. Uh, let's see. We have uh, at Laker Ute on Twitter. Mm-hmm. says, take your jazz homerism out of it, and you have to admit the Lake Show easily won the offseason. AD and the deepest bench in the league. Well, I don't what? think they do have the deepest, deepest bench in the league. Deepest bench in the league, really? And I think the Clippers adding Kawhi Leonard and Paul George is better than the Lakers adding AD. Yes, I would agree. Now, now I'll say this at Laker U: if you want to argue uh, that LeBron and AD are a better tandem than Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, I certainly will listen to that argument. I don't know if I'd agree with it, well, the, but, but, to, but, but Clippers, to say who won the offseason, yeah. it's it's the Clippers hand down, hands down. And, and think about what they're coming into. They're coming into a, a playoff team. Lakers were none of that. And with some nice pieces, I mean the best six man in the in the league, hands yeah, down. And yeah. I I know that Patrick Beverly isn't really an offensive dynamo, but boy, those three, yeah. those three putting up that. I mean, the Clippers are going to be really good defensively yes. next year. The Clippers gonna really, they're going to be really good. Uh, I don't see a way that team isn't really good. And uh, he follows up on Twitter and says, "Name a deeper team." I might say the Clippers. Well, I, I might say the Jazz. Name, name a clip. Uh, name a deeper team. Uh, okay, let's look at the Lakers here for a second. Is JaVale McGee really make you feel good about yourself? No. You mentioned Boogie Cousins. I don't know if you're going to see the same Boogie ever again. To be honest with you, I think there's a reason the Lakers could get him for three and a half million dollars. I mean, if if people were convinced he was going to return to All Star form, he wouldn't be playing for the Lakers this year. Hmm. Uh, I do like I I like I genuinely like their acquisition of Danny Green. Yeah, I I think he. He's, but he's he's a limited player. He's a role player. Yeah, I mean a really good role player, but he's a role player. You don't think he starts? I th- I think he starts, but but by role player, not uh, not one of your studs. I I think the Lakers' top three are still LeBron, AD, and Kyle Kuzma. And if you're not in the top three, I I kind of consider you a role player. Maybe that's. Just my uh, my judgment of things. I mean, I guess rational people could argue otherwise. Okay, so you got LeBron James, Anthony Davis. You got you mentioned Danny Green. You got uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope. You got Javale McGee. You got Quinn Cook. Who else? Quinn Cook was a decent acquisition. Yeah. Avery for them. Bradley, as of this morning. I'm up on the that, air on. That, okay, now that's that's a nice ad. Uh, see, Tyson I'm, Chandler. I'm a little up in the air on Avery Bradley. I liked Boston Avery Bradley, but since he's left there. Hmm. Did you mention Lance Stevenson and his air guitar? How dare we forget Lance Stevenson? I, I mean, he puts everybody over the top, right? But to say that the Lakers slam dunked the offseason, I— I don't think so. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not going there. You you acquire two players that are obvi- uh, obvious or arguably top five players in Kawhi and Paul George. I mean, pretty tough to trump that, right? Yeah, yeah, I I would agree. 
All right, uh, we'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. We'll talk more NBA basketball. We want to remind you, uh, tune into the Tour of Utah podcast on 1280thezone.com. Podcast includes how to train for the summer of cycling and where best to see the upcoming Tour of Utah. Stay tuned. Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I wanna take it. Bermuda, Bahama, come on, pretty mama. Key Largo, Montego, baby, why don't we go? Jamaica, off the floor of the Keys. There's a place called Kokomo. That's where you wanna go to get away from it all. Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Welcome on back. One NBA note we haven't touched on today yet, Gordon. We talked about how Denver acquired Jeremy Grant from Oklahoma City. Uh, As a result of that, the Nuggets have pulled Trey Lyles' qualifying offer, meaning Trey is going to be an unrestricted free agent. How about that? The Jazz parlayed Trey Lyles into Donovan Mitchell, and he lasts two years on the Nuggets roster. He showed and they some don't, signs. They of don't even, yeah, if he showed some signs, they certainly would have figured out a way to not pull his qualifying offer. Yeah, I suppose so. But that Jeremy Grant acquisition, I think, is fantastic for the Nuggets. So should the Jazz go after Trey Lyles? No, because he can't handle those brutal Quinn Snyder practices. Well, he, he did complain about them. He did. They weren't brutal at all. And Richard Jefferson called him on it. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Richard Jefferson was like, are you sure you want to be saying this? <laughs> Even if it's true, you sure you want that out there? You couldn't hack it? I I would be surprised if um, Quinn Snyder had a bunch of those practices this year. Just because his team is now at a different spot. He's now got a veteran team. they got some things to go over. But, I mean, back when Trey Lyles was on the team, that was a young, upcoming team that he was trying to whip into shape. I mean, actually, we kind of stumble upon uh, maybe an interesting conversation we need to have when we have a little bit more time to have it, and that is how does Quinn Snyder adjust his coaching style to his new type of roster? This is not exactly a developing Jazz team anymore. This is a team that is built to win now. No, but he has to get them acclimated. Yes, I, I agree with that. But doing. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. They'll, they'll they'll absorb it quickly, I believe. And the Jazz, it's not like they're turning the whole roster over. I mean, they they, they have a lot of guys who understand what is what Quinn wants to see happen. What they need to get used to is watching the ball actually go in the basket. Right. But, you know, we saw last year with Boston, Brad Stevens, he's a pretty good coach when he's coaching the plucky underdog. Mm -hmm. Guys that actually listen to him because they're young in the league and don't have a ton of ego yet. And Quinn's not, I'm not not saying that That's not an issue here, obviously. No, no, I'm not saying it's necessarily apples to apples, but this is a different type of team that he's going to be coaching than the teams he's had so far. Well, he's got weapons everywhere now. Right. That's what he's got. And so now we're going to see 
Quinn's system either soaring or everybody wondering why it's not soaring, one or the other. Right. Because you've got players who can execute what he wants to see done. Well, and Justin Zanuck, uh, Dennis Lindsay today, they're talking about championship window, and they're talking all these. This team has now real expectations surrounding it. And so how does actually, we could expand it from Quinn Snyder, how does the whole franchise respond to that? Yeah, yeah. How does everybody respond to, because there's going to be, I mean, it's going to go right down the line, even to the business side of things. You know, the, the clarify that. What do you mean? Um, with expectations comes demand, right? I mean, there's going to be serious demand for a variety of different things, whether it's corporate partnerships or tickets or season tickets. I mean, all the way across the board. So how do they deal with living up to those expectations and deal with that pressure? Because now speaking of the team, you know, all that stuff comes down to the team uh, doing what people expect them to do and living up to that and playing and, and, and living up to the expectations that everybody, ourselves included, now have for these guys yeah, and for management yeah. included, too. Yeah, yeah, handling the pressure that comes with high expectation. And, but with this set of players, it seems as though it's a group that would be able to manage that. I would think so, too. But, man, I thought Boston would have handled it a lot better last year. Yeah, but Kyrie is an interesting case, isn't he? He certainly is. That's, thus, I have my doubts right about. Word. Yeah, right. Thus, I have my doubts about Brooklyn. But you look at Mike Conley, who's like everybody's favorite teammate, and uh, and you've got Bogdanovich. These are pros, pros. You're bringing in guys who are mentally tough, and that that is huge. I think that's a big, big part of why the Jazz wanted who they wanted. All right, we'll have more big show straight ahead. Stay tuned. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone. Wrap it up a big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What a Monday it's been. Gordon, This, uh, the, you know what? This is the way to come back from taking a few days off when we're just loaded with info to go through. Today flew by, my man. I did. It's great to have you back. And uh, all three of us back together again, making waves, having a good time. It has been, uh, it has been fun uh, talking about the new landscape that is the NBA. I'll, t- I'll tell you this, Gordon. I am really looking forward to next year. Uh, the next uh, NBA season. Yeah, that is. Uh, it's it's going to be so intriguing to watch, not only from a Jazz standpoint for obvious reasons, but I think the whole NBA and specifically the Western Conference took a step toward the the Wild West. Man, there are going to be a lot of good teams mm-hmm. that are they're out there and think that they've got a chance at it. And it's going to be a really fun year. You and I watched darn near every game last year, and there were times when a team's rolling into town and you're just going, "Okay, what are you going to talk about? We're going write about what are you going to say about this particular game well you can't say that very often with the western conference teams nope you know i mean even even the lesser even some of the lesser teams are interesting oh yeah in other ways and so every night is going to be fun especially if the jazz are able to get off to a little better start than they have the last couple of years who honestly is uninteresting in the western conference phoenix maybe yeah but you'll, it'll be interesting to see what Ricky Rubio can do down there, you know? No. I no? Guess. No. Phoenix kind of botched this offseason. We can uh, talk about that at some other point. But I think Dallas is going to be interesting. Sacramento is going to be interesting. Gonna be, you want to see Zion? Nor- you want to see Derek Favors? Absolutely. Minnesota, maybe not so much. Yeah. But even then, they still have Carl Anthony Towns. Mm-hmm. 
So it's going to be one heck of an NBA season. And then the top end is loaded with teams. Yep. Even in the East, you know, the the top end of that conference has got teams that will be interesting to watch. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really – I'm really looking forward to the whole of it. All right. We want to say a big thanks to Cody Taylor from USA Today who joined the show. We've got that interview up at 1280thezone.com. I thought Cody was very, very good. want to say a big thanks to Austin Horton, executive producer of The Big Show. Fine work as usual, Austin. Thank you, Gordon. Thank you, Jake. And thanks to all our listeners. Couldn't do it without you. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.